Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Back here on the Burns and Gambo show on this Monday. Trade deadline is a week and a handful of days on top of that away, February 9th. We'll certainly get some clarity in terms of what the league decides to do. And joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line, frequent guest here on the station, and we always enjoy and appreciate our conversations with SPN front office insider Bobby Marks, who joins us here on Burns and Gambo. Bobby, welcome back to the show. I hope this call finds you well. How are you today? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Uh, just waiting for this Jay Crowder trade for like five months now. We've been waiting for this. Yeah, Bobby, I'm telling you, like I, every time I check in with the Suns, it's like, you know, teams like Jay, but I don't think, you know, he's a, he's an yeah. older guy on an expiring contract. He's a, he's not an athletic guy. I think teams like him, but nobody really wants to give up anything of value, especially with all these teams that are still contending for a playoff spot right now. No, you're right. I mean, I think it's, I think it's backfired a little bit, probably on both sides, um, that he, we don't see him. Right. I think it's, you know, I, I, I talked about it about a week ago and I said that if he had kind of played his card right and similar to kind of the PJ Tucker situation in Houston after Harding got traded, I mean, Milwaukee was kind of able to see him up close and personal on the court and they wound up giving up a first for him, um, you know, for a guy that was on, I think, on an expiring contract. So I think it is a little bit more of a challenge when you are, um, you know, we, he hasn't played since, I guess, game seven. Uh, he is an, a bit of an older player. He's on an expiring contract. His numbers probably offensively have declined a little bit here. Um, and then, you know, then the asking price. And most of these deals, uh, I think since the last four years, I think 85% of the, the trade uh, during the regular season have happened during the week of the deadline here. So out of the, we're at a point of no return come February 9th. Either he will be on his roster, and I don't know what happens then, uh, or he'll be traded, which is probably – probably highly uh, likely. Are you shocked at the just the, the amount of names that have been associated with the Jay Crowder trade? I mean, I feel like I've been ch- chasing rumors, honestly, for months and months now with so many players that have been linked to Jay Crowder, but so many of those rumors are just false. The Suns are never interested yeah. in those guys. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it has to do with his contract. I think, you know, when he, if he was making $24, 25000000 you know, we probably rule out a lot of names, but when you're making, you know, right around 10, you know, $10.2 million, it's kind of a, it's a perfect number. You know, you could take back a guy making $7 million, you could take, or you could, you know, take back a guy making $12 million here. And there's a lot of, when you look at, you know, a good majority of the NBA uh, players under contract are making it that average player salary here. But yeah, there's been a lot of, you know, some stuff's got life to it, you know, but there's, I would say the majority of it, it just, just have not been true. Bobby Marks, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. This Suns team right now today, as it's currently constructed, is it worth an all-in multiple future first-round draft pick kind of trade 10 days from now? Or, in your opinion, is James better off waiting for the offseason to make a move like that to see how things shake out with this team and this roster? Well, I guess it depends on who the guy is, right? Who's the player? I mean, um, if Toronto loses three more games on this road trip and all of a sudden OG Ananobi becomes available, is he the guy, right? I think a lot of that has to, you know, and if that's the guy, then what happens with the next CBA? I've talked about this at length. The extension rules change where, oh, you can extend OG this summer instead of waiting until he becomes a free agent, um, you know, in next offseason here. I think that has some to do with it. I think the 
I think the Western Conference, I think, you know, certainly Phoenix has had injuries and they, you know, went on that, that slide, but the Western Conference is not like the old days here. It's, 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 you know, kept them in the mix here where you probably don't have to do an all in move and still finish in the top six here. Um, you look at Memphis, you look at um, uh, Denver, the two teams up top. I think you can beat them in a, in a seven game series. Um, you know, you probably won't get Golden State, um, you know, if you if in the first round here. So I think it's a matter of, hey, it's so wide open that, yeah, we need to go all in because maybe this window is closing a little bit or no. You know, it, it's, um, you know, to the point where there's so much parity. Let me, let me ask you about Toronto. I'm fascinated by Toronto. And I know that the Suns like some of the guys there, but not, not a Gary Trent, you know, because he plays the yeah. same position as Booker and he's got a crazy salary for next year. And I think with Pascal Siakam, they just don't really feel that Devin D.A. and Pascal is a great fit. Van Vliet, I don't believe that they want Van Vliet three years ago, maybe, but not now. So let me go, let me go with OG Ananobi. He would cost the Suns a lot. You're talking draft pick compensation, probably Cam Johnson, and then, you know, the expiring contract of Jay. I, I do think that the, out of all the Toronto guys, I think that the interest the most would be an OG. How much do you think you would have to give up to get him? Does that sound reasonable, draft pick compensation, a player like Cam and an expiring contract? Yeah, I think it's probably similar to, um, you know, the Drew Holiday trade when he went from New Orleans to Milwaukee and then also the DeJounte Murray trade. I, I'm not in the belief it's going to be with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. I, I don't, I don't see four first and pick swaps and all that that comes with it. I think it probably, probably a good player. As you mentioned, Cam, probably too unprotected, maybe a swap in there. Um, maybe you can do something with, with the protections. Um, you know, with that here, I, I think he would be the perfect guy. Um, you know, is he available in 10 days from now? I don't know. He's got this, you know, he's out for, I think, for a couple of games with a you know sprained wrist. Um, but I think if you have a belief that, you know, that you can resign him when he becomes a two, uh, free agent in 2024, unrestricted, um, or you can extend him, as I, as I mentioned before, I think he's the perfect guy. I mean, up to a point, I think the first, you know, half, first, I guess, month and a half, I thought he was their best player. A little bit of a slide in his last ten games here, but um, but no, I mean guys like that, you know, six eight big wings um, can defend. Um, those are hard to come by when you know when they get into trades. Bobby Marks, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We're not going to know until we know. But from your experience with stuff like this, how is the equation going to change when Matt Ishbia takes over on what we think is going to be February eighth? We don't know for sure, but that's the day we're hearing, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, it's similar. I mean, we went through in New Jersey with Prokhorov, um, I think in 2010, where he wasn't quite the owner yet, and it was during the trade deadline. Um, I think a lot of it is just really educating him, um, educating him on, you know, everyone comes in and, you know, maybe they think it's kind of fantasy basketball as far as, you know, guys that you think are available and are not available here. I think I think certainly the resources are, are you know, they're there, um, you know, as far as if you have to go deeper into the luxury tax, I think. Um, but I think it, a lot of it is just really kind of just the, the education of, you know, it's, it's an interesting time because it's right at the trade deadline and we're likely getting a, probably a new CBA right at the, at, at the same time here. I think, yeah, I mean, it becomes a, a little bit difficult if I guess, you know, you couldn't make a deal because this ownership um, situation was kind of in, in limbo. Um, but I do think there's probably more clarity. Um, at least we've heard there's probably more clarity when we get closer to the deadline. 
Let me ask you about Chris Paul because this is a big thing. He's got he's under contract next year, but only half of it is guaranteed. If you wanted to keep Chris, thirty million dollars you're paying him. If you want to get off of it, you could, and you pay him fifteen. It does free up a little bit of cap space for you. Do you think a determination is already done, or do you think it really depends on what he does in the playoffs? I think for him, I would be surprised if he's not back for next year. Now you're asking me about, I think that fourth year is non-guaranteed. I think it's a straight non-guarantee. I I think, yeah, I mean, listen, is he where he was two years ago? Probably not. Um, But as you guys know, I mean, point guards are, you know, good point guards are hard to find. I mean, it really is. And you mentioned Fred Van Vliet. It's like, You'd have to go through salary cap gymnastics to try to even get him when he becomes a free agency. It will cost you probably, probably maybe cost you Cam because of his, you know his big cap hold here. So I think, hey, you know if if you know if they lose in the first round, I think it's it's hard for me to think. You know what? They're going to cut bait with him just to you know be, be now they can use their um, their full mid level. Except this free agent class is 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 interesting just because it's. Kind of top heavy, you know, with Fred and Kyrie and Guy Harden is another guy out there. Um, but I, you know, unless things really sputter and you know, um, you know, the years have caught up to him and he, you know, he's not at a, you know, a B level guard. Um, it's hard for me to think that he's probably not back next year. Bobby, you know, we always appreciate the conversation. We look forward to talking to you in the future, man. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.